Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In the latest film project from the Adams Family comes Hellbender. It's the story of 16-year-old Izzy, who suffers from a rare illness that has kept her isolated on a mountaintop with her mother her whole life. As Izzy begins to question her sickness, she pushes back against her confinement and secretly befriends Amber, another girl living on the mountaintop. But her newfound happiness is derailed when she eats a live worm as part of a juvenile game and finds an insatiable and violent hunger has awakened within her. The film again is called Hellbender, and we're joined today by the co-directors as well as co-producers, co-stars, and co-writers of this highly entertaining part horror, part coming-of-age film, Hellbender, Toby Poser, John Adams, and Zelda Adams. To all of you, congratulations and welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks for having us today. It's great. This is the Adams family, as it's been put to me, and I'm just I'm curious in terms of your process of putting projects together. You've done a number of projects. There have been a couple of iterations of Hellbender before this one. How do you work as a, as a sort of a team of writers or and and putting a film project together? I mean, this Hellbender was our seventh film, so we definitely had some practice, you know, developing ideas and working together. And a lot of times the idea is born, someone comes up with a little idea and then brings it to the rest of the family and we all throw spaghetti onto the idea and then something sticks. And, and then a lot of time is spent at dinner talking about like the writing process and what we want to happen. And then we eventually just go out and shoot it as soon as possible. That's kind of our motto is to just go out and do it. Sometimes we make a lot of mistakes, but sometimes something wonderful happens and we just learn by going out and shooting. That's one of the benefits of working as a family is, you know, we can just go out and do it and then shoot it again. So um, whoever isn't acting in front of the camera is the one uh, controlling and directing from behind the camera. And many times we'll shoot something three different ways because we'll all have a different idea of how we want to shoot the scene or what we want to say. And then in the editing process, we can see which way it turned out best. On this particular film, Toby, uh, where did the idea of this relationship between mother and daughter, where, is, where does that come from? Was that in the original idea as Zelda was talking about? Or how, how does that evolve to what we see in the film? We knew we wanted to to uh, play mother and daughter, but coming from our, out of our last film, which was called The Deeper You Dig, which was a pretty heavy film, we wanted to have something quite joyous, and I think there is a lot of joy in Hellbender um, within their relationship. And uh, and John really wanted to spend a lot of more time behind the camera, so we, we thought, oh, we'll be able to focus on this mother-daughter relationship. And I had actually learned my father I'd grown up with, or known as my father for 50 years, was not my biological father. So suddenly, and that I was donor conceived. So suddenly, when we were conceiving the idea for the film, we thought, what if Zelda's parent was the devil or something very, you know, something supernatural or potentially even evil? And we had a lot of fun with that. In the end, we didn't go with, with the devil, maybe just a sliver of the devil. 
but uh, it was so instead we had a lot to think about as far as genetics and the lies one tells to protect their children from their genetics. That is such an important part of it. And just as you described it, it is a loving relationship. Mom, you're, you're reluctant to sort of reveal too much too soon, which I think lends this element of this is every mother-daughter relationship that I know of, that the sort of nurturing and making sure that your daughter is prepared for the world in, in ways. And it's an important part of that relationship. And it is certainly here. Um, John, am I, I'm not mistaken. You get killed off pretty quickly. And I don't want to, oh, maybe I should even say that. I don't know if that matters, but. It happens so early and so fast. And it's fine. I get dusted real early. Um, yeah, there was two reasons for that. And you had mentioned this before, um, very early on in our conversation, which is we had made a movie called The Deeper You Dig. And a lot of people said, um, boy, I like the movie, but I would have loved to have seen the daughter, the mother-daughter relationship developed more. And we took that as a great thing. We were like, okay, that's cool. We would love to develop that relationship because they are a mother and a daughter. They do have a really cool relationship. Let's celebrate it and make a film about it. Part of the reason for killing me early is, number one, we didn't want to have any kind of male figures, not because we're against males, just because we just wanted to just have these women in this movie. And so we needed to dust me pretty quick and get me behind the camera. And so that was a great way to do it. And it was also a great way to show very early on, hopefully the audience is caught a little off guard, like, what what's going on? I don't really understand what's going on. And because what the mother does at that point is very cruel and it doesn't make sense. It seems kind of vicious. Later on, it begins. You begin to understand, like, oh, I see what's happening here. Yeah. Well, at the very beginning, you kind of tease us with this sort of folkloric aspect to this entire tale, and this is one of the things that I've become increasingly drawn to. Um, I've seen and interviewed directors of two or three different films this year that have this folklore. The, you know, the earth and the relationship we have to the earth and how it bears out in the relationships. One was called The Feast, which was just wonderful. Uh, oh, ben Wheatley's that. work. This one was In the Earth. Another one where it's, it is this sort of, yeah, it's about the earth and the relationship we have with it and how fragile that is and how it can have a real bearing on our lives. And, and as we see, we don't have to go very far to understand that concept in the world that we live in now, but I, I find it to be something that is at once grounding in terms of the story itself. It gives it a gravitas, but it also allows, and this is one of the great things about hor the horror genre, is the it allows the imagination to just run free. I mean, you literally are, are capable of doing anything in a horror film that furthers the horror of the film, or, or in some cases, the relationship we see in the film. Zelda, a little bit, is that a fair way to, to put that? Absolutely. I always like to say that we love the horror genre because there's so much artistic freedom. Yeah. You can make any rules that you want, break any rules that you want, and you can create a realm. You can create your own mythological creature. You know, you know we had the freedom to create a hellbender, which is extremely exciting. Do we want to explain what that is or do we want to leave that to the uh, audience to understand what the help? Because it's explained in pieces as we go through the film. Um, Toby, well, Zelda's character, Izzy, in the film explains to a ranger, oh, we're a hellbender. And he says, yes. what's 
this, oh, we're kind of a cross between a witch, a demon, and an apex predator. And I think those are just easy identities for her to cast off on this lowly human because really hellbenders are one step above humans on the food chain. So she's just kind of throwing him a bone by saying that. But they are um, these very powerful women in form um, descended from from a matrilineal line of supernatural creatures whose power is derived from the fear in others' blood. Is the the traditions of the Wiggins where this is is there is that some of where you draw upon or is it just something that you come up with on your own? Toby did a ton of research. When we were trying to figure out what is this creature that we're making, Toby did a lot of research on all that stuff. Okay. And and lots of mythological figures and lots of historical figures. But I think it became very important to us that we made our own, tried to make it original, but also that it had a simplistic set of universal rules. So that, because we're not saying this is a witch or this is a vampire, because the audience out there knows all the rules of a vampire and they generally know what the rules of being a witch are. But we needed our own set of rules to tell this story. And so we needed to tell the audience what the rules were very simply and very quickly. So we came up with a set of rules and we applied them to these hellbenders. And a lot of that stuff was taken from research that Toby had done. Okay. I want to let people know that, uh, first of all, we're talking with the co-directors, co-writers of the film Hellbender. That would be Toby Poser, John Adams, and Zelda Adams. And sister, daughter, uh, Lulu Adams is also in the film as the best friend for a while the best friend of Zelda in the film. Uh, and I, the film is available, uh, actually just came out uh, on Shudder, the Shudder and the, that, which is the AMC network. Uh, this is a streaming service. So it's out now. Is, is it theatrical release at all? Or is it only through Shudder? How's, how's that work? Because of the kind of filmmakers we are, we're very small, we're a tiny little squad. Our theatrical, we consider the festival circuit our theatrical. Gotcha. Gotcha. A great time to play on big theaters with really cool audiences that are paying a lot of attention. We learn from them a ton. So it doesn't have a classic theatrical release, but we've played in big theaters across the nation and in Europe and stuff like that. It's kind of a really cool new way to look at what theatrical is. That's great. That's great. And I and this is one thing. This is sort of an open question. I think all three of you probably have some response to this. Of all the genres of film, I think that horror fans are among the most discerning, critical, and effusive of all of the genres that I can think of. Is that is that uh, Zelda or whoever wants Zelda? Is that have you any experience going on the circuit with this film, which it sounds like you might have done? Um, the reactions are are let shall we say. Um, heartfelt when you're talking yeah. about horror films. <laughs> I, I would say that the horror crowd is extremely welcoming and warm and kind, which at first I was really surprised when we made our first horror film. I was a little bit scared, you know. You know, horror people, they love scary movies, so I thought that they were going to be scary, but really they're just the opposite. They love anything horror and like that you put out and they'll watch anything that we make you know they may not specifically like it but they will watch it yeah. and tell you what they like about it or tell you what they don't and you know another great thing about the festival circuit is that 
you get to learn a lot from other filmmakers and from the audience. So it's a fantastic learning experience and we just love the horror community. That's what goes along with what I was saying, that that sort of interaction that you get with them. They, they're not they're not afraid to tell you. Yeah. Toby, what what is has that been your experience as well? Def definitely. And I also think that the horror community is incredibly intelligent. I think people who don't watch horror tend to think of horror as just the slasher element. Right. But there's, and, and I love the slasher element, but it goes way beyond that. And I find that that there is a really rich um, academic community within horror that I became much more aware of once we were inside it. And, and you know, there, there are a lot of metaphors. There are a lot of you know, horror covers a lot more below, deep below the surface, below the skin, if you will. And so I find the horror community to be incredibly intelligent. Well, I'm going to be pop psychologist for a second. And, and that is, you know, this is one of those things that, that draws out strong emotions. If you're scared, right? It's kind of the fight or flight sort of in our kind of psychological makeup, right? You know, flight and fight are kind of two sides of a coin when you're scared, right? They are. And, and we react, we react to love and we react to being scared. And I think horror and scaring people has been a integral part of the human telling of our, of our, of our journey, since the very, very beginning, mm -hmm. I am sure that when the, the the first people emerged from the caves, the the world looked very scary to them, and the way they were able to pass along those tales and survive was through making them aware that the world is a hostile place and you need to know how to navigate it. So I think this is in our DNA. I think this is all part of who we are. And um, so I'm, I'm not surprised to hear, and I do agree with you. I've always found people who are into horror films. They are, that's what I was trying to get to. They're very specific about things. If they don't think it makes sense, they'll, they'll let you know, like right away. Well, you know, I, I that's at least been, I used to, I used to work in an art house and we showed everything. And I was a projectionist and we had, we had five double bills a week. And we played a fair amount of, you know, horror movies, Nosferatu and, you know, all the different, the classics going way back. And yeah, we'd hear it, you know, if, if they didn't like what they saw. So it's kind of my, my background in it, but. Uh, they'll go to the movie, they'll watch the, they'll watch the, the hundred million dollar budget movies and they'll watch the $10 budget movies. Like the horror crowd is very loyal and that's why they're so informed, like. They're, like Toby said, they're they're even yes, they're very knowledgeable about film. It's it's not they're dedicated. Well, for me, as I mentioned, you know, it's not uh, not something I, I I ingest a lot of over the course of the year uh, of watching films. But this is intelligent, and I'll go I'll go back to the for me the central part of this. It's about this relationship and. Uh, and between the mom to the mother and a, and a daughter and navigating the world and figuring out as as uh, Zelda does in this film, figuring out who she is and what her place in the world. And there's there's some surprises. I'll leave it there for people who are going to see this. Some some unexpected turns as the as the film moves forward. And 
Um, congratulations to all of you for your work here. And uh, I have one quick question before we go. It sounds like you have access to like a, you know, a, a, you're like a studio or a lot or whatever you, where you're shooting in terms of, so when, when Zelda was describing earlier, you guys have ideas, you think about them, you talk about them and then you do it. Is, do you have, you have your own production sort of site or setup or how, how, do, how does that work? Who, who, our backyard who, is our, our backyard. <laughs> okay, okay. Truly, we will do a lot of just talking. Then we go out and shoot it right 10 yards away from our house okay. or right. in our grandparents' house or honestly, what's ever uh, okay. accessible to us. I love the heavy metal element in this. I love the fact that the, the, the bass and, and drum thing that you do in the film. And I, I think that, uh, again, it, it adds another whole layer to the film. Then congrats. Thank you. Yeah, we had fun doing the music. The girls were great playing music and yeah. just filmed them down in the basement. They rock. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so very much. The film, again, is called Hellbender. And we've been joined today by the co-directors as well as the co-writers of the film, Toby Poser, John Adams, and Zelda Adams. And a shout out to Lulu Adams as well. Thank you very much for your time today here on Film School Radio. Thank Thanks, you, Mike. Mike. It was really nice to talk with you. Yeah, as well. Thank you so much.